Hey there, Friday Night Movie fans. You know sometimes when you start chatting with your sibling and you're having a great conversation and then you realize you haven't actually started the podcast episode yet? Well, that's essentially what this episode is. Lily and I started talking before we started an episode the other day. We enjoyed the conversation so much that just going to release it. We talk about a bunch of different things. Netflix's Good Girls, my odyssey in deciding whether or not I'm going to watch the TV show Parenthood, and a whole bunch of other things. So sit back and enjoy. So speaking of crimes, have you seen Good Girls yet with Retta? Yes, I have. Not like the whole show, but I've seen it. We're a few episodes in. It's fun. I don't really love the the structure plot of that type of show, like suburban people getting in deeper and deeper and deeper. Right. But the performances, especially of Retta, Retta, exactly, amazing. What and, and I, so I, I keep watching it because uh, they are so good, these actors. and Oh, yeah. The three of them are fantastic. Three main characters, which is Christina Hendricks, Mae Whitman, and Greta. And um, Shai, who plays Mae Whitman's like ex-husband? Do you remember? Is it Saranson? Oh, is it Saranson? Right. Yeah, and I think it's Matt Saranson from, which, Matt I mean, who knows what his real name is, but the, it doesn't from matter. Friday Night Lights. That is his real name. It's Friday Night Lights, Matt Saranson, you know, the well, by QB. By the way, here. why don't we see more of him? I love like, that guy. Why is he, like, in the fucking Purge 2 and then he's never seen again? Yeah. I'm not okay with that. I don't get I had a hard time buying that he's like the shitty husband because I love him so much. So I don't think he's. I don't think a he's a bad husband. husband. That's actually. He's I I her think ex-husband Christine, that just kind of like torturing her. I don't know. I was like. I, no, I think he's like he has his life more together than her, and maybe I need to just see it on a different angle. Like oh, no, no, or no, or no, maybe he is. I, I honestly, it's because I don't remember. He, he like is like fighting with her about custody. It doesn't seem very collaborative. And she's, I think that's one of the reasons that leads her to a life of crime. Is that, like, she's struggling to, like, make sure she gets to keep her kid. I was just like, I'm not sure I can watch a show where Matt Sarans is an asshole. That's just, like, a weird criteria. Well, that's, maybe that's it. Maybe in my mind, because it's Matt Sarenson, I just found rationalizations why he was, like, totally fine. That like could you, be it. So like maybe he I wasn't a bad person. And maybe he will be like maybe the story evolves and he becomes I, good. Because I, I, I think you're making a mistake as a casting director if you are going to make him a bad guy. A I bad think guy. I think in that show, the the bigger chance of redemption is with Matthew Lillard's character, Christina Hendricks's husband. Uh, yeah. I think he oh, yeah, there's like a, there's a Donnie and Allison potential there. Uh, I mean, I don't uh, know. Maybe he's just like a, a loser, but there's a little bit of a Donnie and Allison potential. Yeah, I never brought that show up, but I definitely because it's one of like the like you know the stuff I I get that on Netflix here because I don't always get the same shows as you guys. And I was like, ah, that seems like a good fun thing while you're cooking. Oh, when so I don't know how far you've gotten into it, but when have you gotten into the part where they're in the church and the husband gets up and makes the speech 
Redis' husband gets up and makes a speech thanking people for the mystery money that they got because he assumes that it was someone from the church as to why they have all the money uh, they have. I, I haven't seen that before. To help their daughter. <laughs> Anyways, that whole little like little story with Retta and how she handles the fact that some other person in the church gets up and takes credit for it. Oh, that's fantastic. And so how she copes with that, I think it's either over one episode or two episodes. Oh, I have seen that. No, I have seen that. Yeah, that is great. Yeah. When she gets up and she signs the woman up for like 10 more things that she's going to do. It's amazing. Um, I'm just very excited about the fact that, you know, she's a predominant character on another great show. A good, a good enough. No, it's no Parks and Rec, but like a show that's been renewed for like three. It's it's like in the third season. Um, it's renewed again this year. I'm pretty sure. And what's really amazing about it is that she was obviously hilarious in Parks and Rec, but she's got to do some serious drama on this show. And I right, really, geez. really like her. So okay, let me. Let me. So she is someone who has bits. She has sort of little tricks she uses to be funny, right? The way she responds to things, the way she mm-hmm. deadpans things, right? But some actors, when they do that, when they're doing a dramatic role, it takes me out of the role. Whereas sure. her in this role, it's it's so much more complete. Like I I don't I don't get taken out of it when she does her funny bits. I'll give you an example. So Adam Sandler has done some. This is just one that popped in my head. He's done some more dramatic roles. And those yeah. are really good. And then every once in a while, he'll do one of his, like, voices. And you're like, oh, it's Happy Gilmore. Right. And whereas Retta, I feel like, in this show, that that doesn't happen. To me, it's just there's more dimensions to her. And it's, and it's as simple as that. And I really love her in it. She's the... Cool. And I love Mae Whitman, who plays Mae the... Whitman, yeah. She's, I love Mae she's Whitman, great. but because Mae Whitman basically can do no wrong for me because she was the voice of Katara on Avatar The Last Airbender. Oh, and she's in Parenthood, which you're about to delve into. So. I'm about to delve into Parenthood. So I... She plays a bratty teenager. So here's the story. Here's the story with me and Parenthood. So you all, everyone knows about my Gilmore Girls Odyssey. I'm now in season huh? two, episode two or three. And there's two groups of people that have got me into Gilmore Girls. There's the official trade deeds that I've done with a friend. And uh, then there is, of course, Jackie Geary and Lons and Ash. You're like you're like Twitter audience. That's please. like my Twitter buddies. Those are my tw- those, They're like my guide. They're like my Twitter guides through the universe. Because right. whenever I see something absurd, like I put something on Instagram yesterday, absurd or, or, or I have questions when I do my end of season power rankings. That was what I did. I don't know if you saw my thread, but I did. I ranked like 13 characters from like worst to best or best to worst. So they're the ones I, I, I do that with. So this other friend, though, we have done a tradesy with Chuck and Gilmore Girls, which has been, you know, effective. Like, you want to have a good tradesies partner, and this person watched Chuck. And now we have another tradesie, which is I'm watching Happy Endings, and she's watching Riverdale. On TV. She's watching Riverdale. And uh, there's one more trade that is being done, and 
we got into a conversation about Lauren Graham and it led to a conversation about parenthood and I said I don't watch like crying shows that's not my thing right they're not you don't watch Grey's Anatomy exactly and, and I mean Grey's Anatomy is is a little bit different than a simple crying show because it's like a borderline well, sci-fi right, show I warned you I said this show's drama yeah and so and so then I, I started so as I made the case against watching it and then she was like, No, you really gotta watch it. I will do a tradesies with you and I was like I, I I'm like, you have to understand there's a high bar for something I don't wanna watch. It's not simply show for show as simple as this. You need like you need to give me something that's really worth it to me. Like when I my, when I watched Black Mirror for my sister, she had to watch a whole season of Chuck. Yeah. For real. And and so we talked. We, I so as if you liked the episode of Black Mirror now or not. It was fine. It was fine. It was like weird dating app humor. I mean, dark humor. Oh, you know. oh, right. Yeah. And it didn't make me want to watch more Black Mirror. And so this friend and I, we discussed. Um, so we we started discussing Parenthood, and I was making the case against why I don't watch shows like that. But then I pulled up the. I said, oh, well, I know one of the actors, the guy who was in Sports Night, Peter Krause, he, he was in it. That's I love kind of, it. That's kind of a plus. So I put on the I put on the cast list, and I said, oh, Craig T. Nelson, huh? That's interesting. And then I saw Mae Whitman, and I said, oh, man, Mae Whitman's in this? Because she was the voice of Katara. I will always support anything Mae Whitman's in. And then, of course, Dax. And then uh, Emily Christensen, who's fake Julia Stiles. She's right. in it. And uh, so I'm looking at this, and I said, okay, okay, okay. This is a little more intriguing. Maybe I'm willing to do a trade. And then I said, you know, the movie. She's not Emily Christensen. She's something Christensen. Erica Christensen. Yeah. Oh, that, yeah. Exactly. But I'll check. Fake Julia Stiles. Fake, fake Julia Stiles. And so then I start talking about the movie, which is a classic. Like, to me. Yeah, but this has nothing to do with the movie. Wait, I hold on a second. Hold, hold on a second. The 1989 movie with Steve Martin, to me, is one of my favorite, like, greatest movies ever. And every time I watch it, I, like, learn more about life. Ron Howard, kind of at his best. And I don't know if you remember this, but. <laughs> Yeah, that movie came out, and it was, I think it was 89. You, me, and Becky went to the movie theater to see that with Cheryl, the teacher babysitter, when Mom and Dad were out of town. Think yeah. about that well, Cheryl, movie. Cheryl, if you're listening, you were the worst babysitter. And, and, the, and the jokes that were in that movie were... Like when you think about it, that we were little kids and we saw that. <laughs> it's like a pretty. It's a. I don't know if it's an R-rated I mean, movie, she's but she's not the worst babysitter because she took us to see that movie because it's amazing. The movie's amazing, but in general, not a good movie. So, so but eighty nine, yeah. So I was seven. So I. Yes. <laughs> Becky was, was five. five. <laughs> Ten maybe skated by on watching this movie. I don't know what it's rated. Um, it's definitely not for five-year-olds. It's not. It's PG. It's PG thirteen. Okay, so you could go with an adult. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it's yeah, but it's suggested that you go with an adult if you're older than thirteen, like around like thirteen and up. Oh, that's what it is. I thought it was if you're under thirteen, <laughs> so you need an adult. I don't think anyways, that's correct. It anyways, make sense the- there's like vibrator jokes and there's the whole. that s- You're going to like misconstrue the like one of the magic things of this movie is that it has Diane Weiss. Oh, and yeah. 
she's in life in pieces and i think she's like a key magic to that show she's... there's no diane weiss in parenthood the mo- the show so hold on a second so diane weiss okay. is oscar winner diane weiss like multiple yeah. oscar winner diane weiss she's it was, it was amazing so then i said i said oh okay well maybe it's different well let me tell you about the movie and we'll see if there's similarities and i said Okay, so in the movie, there's an older sister played by Diane Weist who's divorced and who who has a teenage, uh, like a bratty teenager that she's trying to cope with dating, and and it explores her dating life and the kids' life. Yeah, yeah. So then they were like, oh, okay, that's Lauren Graham. I'm like, okay. And their last name is Buckman. Their last name is Braverman on, on Parenthood, the show. And I said, okay, then there's another sibling. That's played by Steve Martin. I'm assuming that's Peter Krause, who's married yeah. and has at least one kid with special needs. And it's like a good marriage, but there's stress on the life, their life, whether it's finances or life or other things. And right. then they said, yeah, that's Peter Krause. Okay. <laughs> And then I said, okay, well, then then there's uh, another sibling who is married to Rick, super type Rick, A, Rick Moranis. Moranis. And they said, oh, it's a gender flip in the show because the, the sister. The, yeah, it's fake Julia Stiles. Fake Julia Stiles is the anal one. Oh, oh, okay. And they said, and then in the movie, there's a sort of, uh, you know, bad brother or like irresponsible brother played by Tom Hulse, you know, from Amadeus and Animal House. And they said, oh yeah, that's Dax. And I said, yeah. well, I imagine like the guy in the movie is a bad guy. Like he is not good. And, and they said, no, nah, no, Dax he's has like, a... Yeah, because it's like a... Right. I mean, he's got issues, but it's not like he's like a, a gambling addict criminal like in, the, like in the movie. And then I said, Jason Robards plays this father that's really, really, really rough and kind of old-fashioned. And, and they said, oh yeah, that's Craig T. Nelson. So I said, okay. Well, so after they told me that whole story, I was like, okay. Echoes of the original movie here, but with like a longer Echoes character. This is the key word. Because it's... Yeah. And then Bonnie Bedelia star of Die Hard and Presumed Innocent plays the plays the mom, yep. the grandma. So all of these things, I said, okay, so I'm willing to do a trade. And... And then there's Keanu and Martha Plimpton. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, but there is, there's no Keanu and Martha Plimpton in yeah. the show, but but I'm just saying young Keanu, maybe there is in the story as it unfolds, but... So I, so I said, okay, okay, these are all things that work in favor of the show but still it's a genre of show that i absolutely refuse to watch so you have to watch a show from a genre that you hate what's a genre that you hate and this person said i really really don't like like hardcore sci-fi and i said okay well there's two shows that's not fair because then they're gonna love orphan black Right. So, so I gave. Black is is just so good. Like you so, can't. I don't care. So how'd you like how'd you so know much. that that was my? So I said I gave her two. Because that's the only show that you could recommend where you'd win. <laughs> this is a competition. This is not actually about watching these shows. Now it's who's gonna win, and you're gonna. Win. <laughs> So I gave two options. I said Orphan Black or Fringe. Because I said Orphan Black, that's why I said Orphan Black's almost unfair because it is one of the best shows I've ever seen. Uh, t- and t- it's t- sci-fi, but would... it's so much about the characters, whereas Fringe is sci-fi about the characters, but really sci-fi. Right. So I said, yeah. I said, so I said either of those, I said Fringe will be a, a tougher experience for you, but I think it's a great show. Orphan Black is... Like on another level, and it also happens to be sci-fi, and so she agreed that she was going to watch the pilot of Fringe and of Orphan Black, and just decide which one she's going to follow. Which I think is kind of a fair. Sure, but it's going to be Orphan Black, though. 
Yeah, so anyways, but I think that's cool because anytime you have the opportunity to get someone to watch Orphan Black in particular, I feel like you've made a major achievement because that is really one of my favorite shows ever. I mean, here's the thing is that parenthood is good, but it's not about good or bad. It's about, like, there is a type of genre. Like, I can't watch the NCIS shows. Like, mom loves those type of shows. I I love watching them with mom. Sure, but, like, I'm just saying I'm not going to go and be, like, so excited that, like, another season of Bones is on DVD or whatever the (laughs) people who watch that show say. I, those aren't like procedural shows aren't my thing like on the weekly ones except where it's an anime it doesn't count because it's a drama and so if you're like whether Parenthood is good or not like you're at some point it, they, they, they're schmaltz right it's like a it's a man it's like a this is us yeah, well, that's it. I, that's not that's so not like, my kind of show. You know, let's but see if I, you like it though. It's I, well I'm, done. I'm willing to make. I'm willing to. It's only five seasons too, so I feel like that's. We're not talking not like watching, watching Supernatural, five. which is 15 seasons long. Although I hear that's a cool five. show. You only traded one season, right? No, no, no. Show for show. Whole show. Well, if I don't Damn. like it, I'll stop in the middle, I guess, and and we'll annul the tradesy. But you know, I I feel like. I feel wow. like when you have a good when you have a good trading partner, like you still never watched Avatar Airbender, you were supposed to watch it for some other thing a long time ago. Um, no, I don't think there was ever a trade these. You just wanted me to watch it. What would I have traded it for? I don't know, I don't remember. Oh, I'll uh, take something. Don't you worry. <laughs> I'll <find laughs> something for you to watch. So that's the story um, with that. Do you wanna do you wanna talk about billions at all since we were sort of I mean I do, but I also I do want to talk about billions, but I also feel like whoever's listened this far into this episode is enjoying it, and I don't want them to turn the episode off. Okay. So I feel like whereas if we just do a separate episode, you think billions they're enjoying episode, my long explanation as to why I would watch Parent? I I think they are, um, and I think that a separate billions episode could be its own little nugget, and like you're either into it or you're not. You know, I feel like you wrote so many questions in the notes for the season three, like <laughs> half of. Stranger Things that like there's no way like you, with you and Becky can answer all of these. So since we're dividing up today, let's go through a few of them. All right. So and, why don't and you want, kick off the Stranger Things? My, my only fear is that so we're taping this first. I don't know how it'll it'll end up in the episode, but like yeah. if I tell Becky we answered a few of the questions, she's just gonna do whatever she wants in terms of answering questions. But, but here's the thing: is that she can then answer the same question, just give her opinion. Like, you know what I mean? It's not going to be, it's like improv. You're not going to do the same scene twice. Exactly the same, right? Really? Like, I didn't know you were such an improver. I literally have just spent an hour on my Saturday of like my own, like Lily time of watching Dan Levy and Eugene Levy interviews. <laughs> With Catherine O'Hara, where they like go in deep into like their improv styles and like how it works. So like, I feel like I've just done a course. So um, wait, do they improv on Shit's Creek? They do. It seems like that show is yeah. quite written. It is. They were saying that they write. They definitely film the first draft. Like they they film the scripted draft, and then they um like re, they do uh, some like they'll tape. Bleh. They'll shoot like the same scene like once or twice and kind of let them go at it and like go for it. Um, and then pick and choose, but they definitely, it's, it is written and they definitely follow at least like one, um, take of the scripted, 
and they'll often like uh, actors will often say like okay well can i try this can i try that sometimes they say no and then sometimes they're like yeah go for it um so it's like a little bit of both but it's not you know an an entirely improv show like a christopher guest movie but they were they were talking about christopher guest movies too um so so okay so we'll talk talk a little stranger things What did you say? Um, I'm just like super knees deep in in um, the Shit's Creek like creation and Ubra exactly. It's a, um, it's a masterpiece. It's a bye uh, bye bye. So okay, so we'll t- we'll jump into Stranger Things. I think what I'll talk about with Becky later is my experience going to the movies by myself for my first time sure. ever. And then you guys could you know do a little Stranger Things too. Because you guys this week went to the movies by yourselves. <laughs> And but let me just tell you one thing that I'm going to bring up with Becky as well. I went to see Stuber last night by myself, the oh, movie yeah. starring Dave Bautista, um, and name always I never want to mispronounce because I don't want to be a jerk. Um, Stuber, Kumail. starring. Come on. Kumail. Kumail. Yeah. Kumail Nanjiani. Kumail Nanjiani. Um, who is hilarious. Anyways, I, I, I'll give my, 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 my short review is that it delivered on its promise. It was an hour and a half, which is amazing. And it was funny. I mean, it was a stupid movie, but it was, it was a, it was a, it was a really good Friday night movie in the sense of long week, go out, enjoy yourself, crack up. I was laughing, but the most important thing about this movie that puts it above, like that makes it from like a stupid buddy comedy to brings it to another level is not only is there a whole bit in the movie about Coffee Crisp Canadian chocolate bars, like literally referring to them as Coffee Crisp Canadian chocolate bars, the entire movie, Kumail is wearing a St. Viator bagel t-shirt. Oh my God, but he's not Canadian. No, it just must be. It must Who's have something Canadian to do. Canadian in this? It must have something to that do with that That is so show. specific but to the Montreal. Fact, the fact that there was coffee crisps and St. Vieter bagel, with, and it says Montreal on it, to me, brings that movie to a whole other level. So. Wow, the director. Somebody has to be Canadian. Yeah, we'll get. I'll get in. We'll go into. We'll go into more detail about the movie when I talk to Becky. I'm actually. I think okay. we got to have. So Brian from Take Two saw the movie. And he blasted it on social media, and I of being I, terrible. I, yeah, and I went to see it anyway, and I actually yeah the I director's re- from uh, Ontario. Oh, okay. So yeah. I really, I really liked it, and and I, Brian's gonna come on in a few weeks, and we'll go in deep of the movie, because I know how you wanted Brian back on the show. So well, I, yeah, I definitely want Brian back, um, for sure. Okay, cool. Um, okay, let's do Stranger Things. Okay. Um, so clap I or whatever you have to do so you know that I'm going to call you back on my phone. Okay. Now. Because my computer was at 45% and it went down to 10%. Okay. So I don't know if it was all the jokes. <laughs> I ran out of battery in 20 minutes. For, it makes no sense. Do you have a plug? Um, you don't have a plug? Um, they don't, does Jose not let you use electricity in your bedroom? And, uh, so I saved money. Because you're using the air conditioner at the same time. Exactly. Like, I, it could be bad. So are you calling um, into the same call that we're on right now, or are you going to hang up? I'm, gonna, I'm going to try.
This has been another episode of the Friday Night Movie Podcast. You can follow all of the Friday Night Movie shenanigans at Friday Night Movie on Twitter and Instagram or FridayNightMoviePod.com. You can follow Lily at Chichi K. Gomez. That's C-H-I-C-H-I-K Gomez on Twitter. You can follow Becky at PaperBK Princess on Twitter. You can follow me at Pancake for Table. That's Pancake, the number four, and table on twitter and instagram and our theme music is by what does it eat thanks as always for listening